Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and if you're listening, then you should know the show is all about horror, science fiction, fantasy, gems in the rough, awful movies, great movies, all sorts of movies. That's what I'm here for. And today, I thought today I would do a little bit of housekeeping and uh, just catch up on some uh, reviews and just random comments about some stuff that I've been watching recently, and, uh, and I guess just see where that leads. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, um, as the, how do I say this? As the format, the Blu-ray format, uh, continues to slowly ride off into the sunset, it's not dead, but it, it's, it's waning. Um, it makes it a little bit more difficult to just stack up on Blu-rays. Uh, now it's easy to buy Blu-rays, obviously, and there's tons of mainstream stuff on Blu-ray for cheap, especially used. You can buy that stuff for literally several dollars, depending on where you go. Um, what makes it a bit more tricky is uh, these past, oh, I would almost seems like it started like maybe four years ago uh, with these smaller boutique labels coming out and releasing deluxe editions of little scene horror movies, fantasy smaller movies, but get given the quote unquote criterion collection, uh, packaging. And, um, with that comes a price tag because less people are buying physical media. And when that happens, then the price goes up because it costs a lot of money to get these, get the licensing rights to these movies and to properly remaster them to, to produce special features, to produce artwork, to produce slipcovers, and all the stuff that comes with a quote-unquote limited run. Um, so th- there are these companies that are, you know, sh- they're putting out 1,000. Anywhere, it seems like it's usually 1,000 to 3,000. Somewhere in there is kind of that sweet spot of collectability. But with that comes uh, higher-priced movies. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome still has pretty good prices on a lot of their stuff. Um, but as soon as you get into stuff like Grindhouse and uh, Arrow, uh, and obviously, especially Scorpion and Code Red, those are very, very pricey. And we still have uh, friends across the pond that are making awesome, awesome uh, Blu-ray releases from uh, uh, 88 Films is a really big one right now that just, they it's almost like they are I hate to compare them even to Code Red, but they are kind of to the UK what Code Red is over here. Um, but they seem cooler. <laughs> so anyway, but they're doing their thing over there, and I like I really enjoy importing their movies. And uh, sometimes importing a movie from 88 Films through Amazon UK or even from their website directly is actually cheaper than buying a Code Red Blu-ray or a, a similar quality blu-ray over here i guess so um having said that uh, you have to be careful with the versions that are released because uh uk their sensors are a bit different than over here and there still is obviously there still is censorship and um i know that in the uk there's a lot more 
issue taken with actual real animal cruelty. And a lot of these older movies, especially from Italy, uh, featured graphic, real animal violence, uh, violence towards animals. Right away, I mean, we're talking Cannibal Holocaust, Cannibal Ferox. Uh, and there's a one that recently was released from uh, from Code Red over here called Iron Master. And uh, it looks to be, I haven't seen it yet, but it looks to be a Sword and Sandals, I don't want to call it a Conan ripoff because I think it came before Conan the Barbarian, but it's one of those movies. And um, so Code Red has has it over here. And um, I mean, with shipping and everything, it's pushing 30 bucks. Uh, 88 Films released it over in the UK. And um, their version is actually less money. Not by a whole lot to import right now, but it is less money. However, it is edited. There is, I believe, 15 seconds cut out of a, I'm not sure if it's a dog or a wild boar, but there's something, there's some form of animal cruelty that they had to edit out of that release. Now, the animal lovers out there um, are probably like, well, good, that's great. For me, not that it doesn't bother me, but I like the, um, I like to make sure that I always have the most, absolute most complete version of a movie. Uh, Rogero Diodato did something really cool with his uh, Cannibal Holocaust release on Grindhouse releasing is you can watch an, an, an animal cruelty-free version of the movie, which omits most of the, if not all of the animal cruelty. So I, I like that. That gives you an option to watch the movie as it was shot back in 1979, 1980, or you can watch a slightly edited version. Uh, and again, this is getting kind of nitpicky, but this is what collectors are looking for. Collectors are looking for the most complete package, the most um, true to what, how the movie was shot, color grading, all of that. I mean, it's it's crazy how, and I I am I am to blame for this as well. I do this too, as uh, I can pick out shoddy transfers, and I granted a lot of these movies were made back when I wasn't. I wasn't able to watch them, so I don't know what they looked like when they were projected theatrically. Uh, but it's there's this fine line between oh, there's too much grain in there, or oh, they polished it up too much. Now it's too shiny, and now it looks too new. To that, okay, it was shot on film. Uh, it still has that grainy 35 millimeter film look, but it's cleaned up and it looks really, really nice. It's there's just such a fine line right now. There's some hubbub online about uh, the Arrow release of the uh, House Quadrilogy, I guess you could call it, which is actually going to be what I'm going to be talking about. Um, so I have the box set from Arrow. Uh, Arrow also released it here in the states, but they just released House One and Two uh, here in the states, and I believe it's. Partially because part three uh, is uh, held by uh, Scream Factory, which is also known as The Horror Show, which is barely a house movie at all. It's just it is what it is. But uh, over in the UK, it's known as House Three, The Horror Show. Um, so right now there is there is some controversy as to how the framing was done on uh, on the movies. Uh, specifically House One, I believe, is the the main uh, source of contention right now. So uh, 
there's like screen comparisons online too that you can see that whoever remastered this or the company that remastered it, and I don't believe that Arrow does their own remastering. I think they shop it out. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Um, but it's the camera is not framed correctly. I guess it's slightly um, it's slightly off, I guess. And there are a couple scenes to where you see, I think it's maybe more centered. And uh, I guess there are certain things that you're not supposed to see that now you can see. And I, I, I guess in one shot, you can actually see a crew member off to the one side. And there's just other certain things that aren't, aren't quite like they were when it was projected theatrically. I watched this on my home cinema with a projector and a screen, and I never once noticed anything at all. So we are a nitpicky crowd. Um, I think that that's kind of like, come on, I don't notice anything, but I get it. I, I get it. I, there's other things that I have watched. There's other movies that I've watched that I'm like, ah, come on. I don't, I don't like that you did that or that it looks like this. A prime example, and this is actually a newer movie, is Hostel Part 2. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened with that movie on Blu-ray. I love the movie, but uh, Sony's Blu-ray release of it is it's completely wonky. It's And I saw that in the theaters. And it is nothing like what it was projected in the theaters. It is a... Uh, it's like they cranked up the uh, contrast on it. So it's like, it, it doesn't look right. Especially if you watch Hostel 1 and then 2 back to back. Something is extremely way off. And uh, Adam Green's uh, Hatchet Part 2 is another one that um, I literally have to tinker with my uh, with my projector to make it look not as digital because that movie looks so incredibly uh, digital to where it, it pulls you out of the movie. It looks like it's like, Oh, they, they used a video camera to shoot this thing. He didn't. I believe that that was shot on film, but it doesn't look like it. Uh, and it got a very limited theatrical release. And then uh, it was pulled from theaters. But uh, I, I heard on Adam Green's own podcast that he, he talked about that briefly about how um, it, it stinks that, you know, what he shot is not what you see on Blu-ray, that that's not what it's supposed to look like. It's not supposed to look like high def video camera. It's supposed to look like film. And uh, so anyway, I am still a fan of film and I, um, I know that there are ways to make, uh, video 4k, whatever, look, look fantastic, but something about film, it just, it's still film and it feels like that. And it feels more cinematic to me. And that's me being an elitist. Maybe I just got done watching star Trek three, the search for Spock on Blu-ray and it's getting to be a little bit older Blu-ray, but it still has that. And it definitely could go with a, a new remaster, but it's still, I'm like, man, watching that thing. I'm like, this is shot on film. It feels epic almost, even though there are sound stages and, you know, some of the effects look fairly fake by now, but it's like, it still has this big old school movie feel to it. So anyway, I'm, I'm going here, there and everywhere. Um, let's quick talk about the, uh, the house movies. Uh, I've watched these movies, of course, uh, numerous times. And, uh, I go back and forth on them. This is the first time I watched them uh, on Blu-ray, which 
usually helps things out uh, because uh, usually there's a host of special features. And in this case, I think that the remaster job they did was fantastic. I think it looks really, really good. All of them do. Uh, but the first house was uh, from 1985. And Steve Miner directed this. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you are interested in this movie or this set, please, even though there may be a bit of an issue with the framing on uh, on this box set, fear not and import the movie. It is region-free, so you can import this thing if you want. Or buy House 1 and 2, which are definitely the best of the, of the four movies here in the States. Uh, well worth it. And I will say this, on top of the movies themselves... Uh, House 1 and 2 each have about an hour-long retrospective on there, and they are as interesting as the movies themselves, if not more so, especially with the first one. Um, They've got almost everybody back to participate in just reminiscing about how it was to make the movie, uh, what their mindset was. This was supposed to be an anthology. Uh, The first one was going to be like a bunch of short stories, which is so weird uh, watching the movie you you can kind of see i guess where they went with it but um the special effects everything about the movie is there in for you in that hour long uh documentary in fact if you my suggestion watch house 1 and 2 and then watch house 1 and 2 the the hour long retrospectives as a feature in and of itself because it's so fascinating to hear especially the special effects guys talk about how they made these effects for really really cheap um and these are up and coming effects artists that are now they are they're kind of the the granddaddies of spe- of practical effects now uh, and you'll see i'm not going to spoil uh anything but you just just watch them it's it's so interesting so uh, House 1, uh, I remember the first time I watched it, I was expecting more horror. And every time I watch it, I, I forget that it's not played for that. It's more of a kind of spooky but mainly funny, effects-driven, haunted house-type movie. But it works. Uh, it works quite well, actually. Fred uh, Decker... Uh, was one of the writers on that. And uh, he actually is a director of, uh, he's the director of Night of the Creeps and the Monster Squad. And unfortunately, Robocop 3, but Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad, especially Night of the Creeps is fantastic. And if you like, actually, if you like the Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps, uh, there is no reason why you shouldn't enjoy House because it actually feels kind of like those movies where it's, it's very 80s in the best way possible. Uh, it has uh, Harry Manfredini. Now, Harry Manfredini does not have the music in uh, Fred Decker's movies, but it has that uh, Harry Manfredini um, uh, Friday the 13th feel. Like It's like when you're watching House, it's like, oh, it, this is Friday the 13th music just on top of this movie here. But it's great. I love it. I love that his music is so uh, iconic at this point, and it sounds they all sound so similar. I'm like, I'm watching House, and I'm like, Jason should just pop in. And actually, uh, Kane Hodder is a uh, stunt, a stuntman, stunt coordinator on uh, a lot of these House movies. So there, there you go. And Sean Cunningham uh, produced these movies. So it's there's Friday the Thirteenth lineage going on in uh, in the House movies. But I'm I'm not going to get into the storylines of House. Just Trust me, watch the movies. They're really good. But the first House movie uh, is 
was my favorite until I watched House 2. And I will say this before I move on to House 2. House 1 was directed by Steve Miner, who also directed Friday the 13th Part 2 and Friday the 13th Part 3. Uh, Lake Placid, Halloween H2O. He's a good director. Um, House 2, uh, I didn't realize how awesome this movie was until I I sat down and finally watched it. Uh, Ethan Wiley directed it, and it came out two years after House 1, and Gone is pretty much anything horror at all. This is straight-up fantasy, science fiction, um, comedy, I guess you could say. And it's great. I loved House 2. If you're a fan of stop-motion, then... Watch this movie. If you're a fan of fast-paced, goofy comedy, uh, watch this movie. Um, If you're a fan of Caterpillar Dogs, then probably should watch this movie as well. And Big Professional Wrestlers with Face Paint. And Stop Motion Brontosauruses. And huge pterodactyl things, dinosaur things that are extremely fake yet just awesome. Um, Watch this movie. It's... Insane. The movie is so crazy and all over the place, and it works so well. Oh, and Bill Maher is in it. If you're a fan of Bill Maher, he is. Uh, his smarm is all over this movie. He's not in it that much, but when he's when he is in it, you're like, oh, that's Bill Maher. He's actually he feels like he's actually playing himself in the movie. He's a uh, a record executive. It's it's great. Uh, I wish so bad that he would have. Uh, I will say this. He's not, he's not on the special features, but I wish that they would have got an interview with him uh, for this. They would have been great. So anyway, um, check out House 2. I think that I enjoyed the making of House 2 even better than the first one, just like I enjoyed House 2, the movie, better than the first one. Uh, because the movie itself is so crazy, and it's just – it's so interesting to hear them talk about just what they were what they were thinking in the making of this movie. Uh so House 3 is also known as The Horror Show from 1989, and this very much feels like that late – it has that late 80s uh, feel to it. So it like it feels a little bit more like maybe Friday the 13th, The New Blood. Um, it just – it has that going on with it. Lance Henriksen is in this. Brian James is in this. Uh, here's what's great about The Horror Show in this current Blu-ray release from Arrow is – the version in the UK is the unedited version that I believe is the first time ever seen on uh, – I don't want to say first time ever seen on home video, but obviously first time ever seen in high def. Uh, the Scream Factory release, which is a good release. I have it. Is the R-rated uh, theatrical cut. This version, I just watched it, and I am happy to report that while it doesn't add much, what is there is definitely gorier. Definitely. It's all in the violence. Um this is about – and actually, this is basically Wes Craven's Shocker but better. I like this way better than Shocker. Uh, so if you know the story about Shocker, it's kind of that. It's basically a police detective. Um, he catches the bad guy, which is played by Brian James. Brian James gets electrocuted, yet he comes back from the dead, of course, to wreak havoc on um, on poor Lance Henriksen and his family. So there's the general storyline. But the main uh, – the main – part that was cut in this movie was the electrocution scene, which was even in the R-rated version, pretty graphic. And here it's nuts. It's so great. And it's so over the top that it, it starts to teeter on fake. Uh, 
but can be effects did it and it looks so great and it's so it just has that 80s gory feel to it that i love in fact there's a couple of uh of seeing the movie one in particular uh with a chicken on the table and seeing it i'm like i'm pretty sure that they got that idea from rob routine from the thing and you just have to see it it's so bizarro and great but it's a good movie this is Basically, this is a slasher movie that somehow got House 3 slapped on onto it, I guess. But uh, it's a good movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, but it is certainly, watching these all pretty much back to back to back, it is a step down from the first two in that it is a very big tonal shift from them. And it doesn't feel like it is at all a part of the House series. It, scenes take place in a house, but not like House 1 and 2 are set in a house. This one here is, there happens to be a house that the family lives in, I guess. So what? Okay. Um, Okay. And then, uh, unfortunately, last but not least is house four from 1992 home, deadly home. So there you go. Uh, Lewis Abernathy directed this. I believe it's his only directing gig. There is a 30 minute uh, documentary on this one that is fantastic as well. Better than the movie. And I love hearing Lewis Abernathy talk about the making of this movie and hearing Sean Cunningham chime in on it. Um, it's just funny how it's like, eh, everybody's a little bit embarrassed about House 4. Having said that, it, there's some cool stuff in this movie. There's a uh, there's an attack from a, uh, a pizza with a face in the pizza, and the face happens to be Kane Hodder. And uh, there's random mob dudes that turn into gigantic bugs. It's so weird and out there and too long, yet you can't look away. And it's something that I'll be watching again, I'm sure. I enjoyed it. Um, they actually bring back William Cat, who plays uh, Roger uh, Cobb from the first movie. Uh, he's killed in a car accident and his uh, his wife, now widow, and uh, their daughter live in their old house and – the brother of uh, Roger Cobb, he wants to buy the house because of the mob, blah, 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 blah. And the Indian burial, whatever, there's an Indian in there and uh, it's haunted maybe kind of. It's so – there's a lot of ideas in there. Not all of them or maybe any of them really good, but it makes for a fun watch. It's I've seen way, way, way worse. And if you're looking for a movie that features a pizza with Kane Hodder's face that attacks the wife – um, and oh, and there's a blood shower scene too that is quite interesting. Um, this is your movie, House Four. It's not awful, and it's for us complete for us completists. It's I have to have it. I have to have it on Blu-ray, so I'm I'm glad I I have it. I'll watch it again at some point. But uh, it's obviously the least of the bunch. Uh, tonally, it's all over the place. Like at times, it's just it's this wacky, weird comedy type thing, and then other times, it's this serious trying to be this serious drama kind of like house three was the horror show was very much a serious slasher movie. It was not really played for laughs. Like the first two were this one here. It's like, we're serious, but then we're goofy with these things that are random and just bizarro. So, uh, anyway, check out house for us. If you get the box set, obviously you have to, you, you can't not watch it, but make sure that you watch that 30 minute retrospective on it because it does shed some light into what they were thinking with the making of this crazy thing. So house box set is fantastic. 
And there's also this book that comes with the set. And it is a thick book, and it's beautiful. And for what I paid for that, when it when you divvy it all up with the the box that it came in, the book, and the four movies, and everything, the packaging, that was a great deal to import that thing. I would highly advise importing the four the four movie set versus just buying the first two here, uh, because the third one has its merits, and so does the fourth one, and you get all sorts of great stuff with it. So, uh, anyway, that's the house series. I thoroughly enjoyed watching all of them watching the special features it just still it made me just still love physical media and what it is to be a collector because it's like oh i can now proudly display this on my case and it looks so good the packaging packaging is so good and yeah i'm sure that eventually you could probably buy this streaming uh, but you don't have all of that awesome extra stuff so please i hope that blu-ray doesn't go away for many many years or that I can't imagine that 4K Blu-ray is going to take over, but if it does, then okay. And it's, then it is what it is. At least we still have a form of physical media. So anyway, um, I'm going to wrap things up here. But, you know, I didn't even get to one of the movies I was going to talk about, but I'm going to save that for Movie Freaks, the other show that I co-host with Eric Marner. Stay tuned for another rip-roaring episode of that uh, coming up next weekend. And... Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. That should do it for now because um, there is a couple movies that are so underbelly-esque that I want to talk about them. But um, it'll be good to have someone to go back and forth with on those movies. So stay tuned for that episode. But fear not. I shall return for more horror goodness uh, soon. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And you can get a hold of me at Eugene-Weaver at Hotmail.com for any questions or movies I should watch or movies I should avoid and all that good stuff. You know the drill. So uh, that's it. I'm done. Thanks again. Bye-bye.